K-Popcast, and in this episode, it's a special Valentine's Day epic battle for which K-Pop song titled Love is the Best. But really, we just talk about like SES and Brown Eyed Girls and Mix, and it, it was great. It was a great time. On this episode, we also ask questions like, what is the future of SM Entertainment in 2024? Um, we talk about La Lisa and her La Awesomeness. We explain why Young Posse is the future of K-pop. And we also offer a bunch of um, K-pop opinions to make you unsubscribe. But for this episode, we are joined by Jason. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Hi, again, my name is Jason. It's an honor to be here. And I worked in Korea in the K-pop industry for 11 years. So hopefully we can have some awesome takes on the show. But before we get into those takes and topics, guys, don't forget to join the K-pop cast listener fam on Slack. Link in the episode description. And now for K-pop songs with love in the title. I'm DJ Peter Lowe. I'm Jason. And I'm your PD and Michaela. And hit replays are K-pop songs we recommend to you guys to check out. So Jason, you are a special guest for this episode. So you're going to kick us off. What is your hit replay? I'm so honored. So let's go with Back to the 90s with SES's Love. slow pop song about a girl reminiscing about falling in love, how she changed from it, and how she'll always be this person's girl. And what I find really interesting about Love, the MV of course, is that it's the it was one of the most expensive back then in 1999. Oh it yeah, it looked shot, like it. Yeah, right? It, it, it was shot in New York. I think they shot it on, like on a rooftop. And it costed around $1 million USD, which, you know, in today's standards in 2024, it's like, okay. But back then it was a huge sum for K-pop MVs. And some of the wiki facts or just cool facts about SES, uh, as you guys know, they are a three-member group, female group from SM Entertainment. They debuted in 1997. Uh, they consist of three members, C, Warbata, Eugene, and Shu. They're known as SM's first female idol group in first gen and a sister group of male group HOT. And from 1997 until their first disbandment in 2022, they were highly successful. They, they won so many awards. But the one award that they never won was the Day Song. They really? got close in 1999. Wow. Yeah, do you guys know which group they lost to? Which female group? Ooh. Oh, gosh. That, that year. Oh, no, I, I can't think. Who is it? Um, it's Finkel. Finkel? <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I was, was going to be like, the Lee Huri group. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Lee Huri yeah, so, and her backup dancers. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you talk to SES fans, um, mm-hmm. you know, which are a lot older to these days, right, about that, like, we were robbed. We were robbed back in 1999. That, that was like SES's Super Bowl, right? And mm. yeah, you know, it's, it is what it is. And the Love album sold 760,475 copies in just three days, I believe, which is a huge milestone back in 1999. And all the Koreans wait, know wait, about wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. Like, give, help me like contextualize that yeah. that number there. Like, mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, do you know, for example, like how, how many copies we're, we're selling today, nowadays? Um, what were albums usually selling for back then? So, uh, according to this 
Korean, um, well, actually, Namu Wiki, right? Which is uh, the Wikipedia for Korea.、Mm-hmm. The average is about 500,000 in three days. That's a lot of albums. Yeah. So, so, so if you were to take like a 2020 group or、uh, a, a fourth gen group, it's about half a million, right? For three days. Like, think about like new jeans, black,、uh, black pink, et cetera, et cetera. I, right. right?、Mm-hmm. So, SES was so popular that they sold 760K in just three days. And that record wasn't broken until 21 years later when Blackpink broke that with the album with 1.2 million in 2020.、Wow. Yeah. And the group came back 14 years later in 2016、um, with the album Remember. But then they would go back into retirement a year later in 2017.、Uh, SES. It was interestingly enough, one of the first female groups to set the trend of vocals, visuals, and the hair dye trends. And a cool fun fact is that I met them back in 2012 at their 15th anniversary by、oh, winning、no、a contest with a team, with my team. It's、oh, so cool. Back in Korea, it was really interesting. But what, what, what was this contest that you won? Okay, so here's how the contest worked, right? So, At the 15th anniversary, they,、um, they had this、um, hey guys, we're gonna,、um, SES is gonna meet at this banquet hall in Seoul. Just come out. Yeah, tickets are like 20 bucks. It was really cheap. So, you know, we bought in. And then there was only three girls, but over 100 fans.、Right. So the grand prize was there's gonna be three winners. And you get to pick the member who sits at your table for the rest of the <laughs> night. Okay. But the, the, the contest was basically okay, you have to get. All the questions right. And the questions were basically either、um, true or false or like a、uh, multiple choice of three. So it wasn't too complex, but you, you probably had to get all of them right. Okay. So my, our team was the international team. So I was from the US.、Um, we had a Kyopo or a Korean American、mm-hmm. with us. And then we had someone from Taiwan, Thailand, Singapore. So we're totally like the United Nations, right? And everyone else was either from Japan or Korea. Okay.、Mm, so makes sense. Okay.、Yeah. Guys. Team International, we got to win. We got to get all the questions right. <laughs> okay, so I, I wasn't sure if we were going to get that. So, okay, the first three questions, I'm like, okay, this, this isn't too bad. It was like SES,、uh, they debuted in 1998. I'm like, no, it's 1997, right? <laughs> you know? And then the fourth and fifth questions, like, oh no, help me, guys. And then they got it. And then when we had the eighth question, I was like, okay, the final question,、mm-hmm. we went eight and oh, okay? So they're like, okay, um, International table, pick your member. I was like, Bada, you know, C. So C sat next to us. And then there was this, these like、um, Ajushis, these Japanese Ajushis. They're like, We、yeah. want Shu. Because like, she grew up in Japan, I think, and she right, speaks、yeah. Japanese. So Shu was like, All right. So we, we, we hung out with Bada for the rest of the night. It was pretty cool. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And she had some,、uh, I shouldn't say this, but yeah, she, she talked about her experiences about like SM and stuff. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Really Wait, I, I'm like going so off topic here, but like, what, what, what experience? <laughs> Did she, was、um, it, so, this、uh, was back、some. in 2012, right? So, so、uh-huh. she was just like,、yeah. okay, I'm trying to, man,、uh, I'm trying to say this without, because she's so cool. And, and I'm assuming she's like, hey, don't, don't tell this to anyone, right? Okay.、But、okay. She basically well, don't, said, don't betray that. Yeah. Yeah. She just basically said, yeah, it's、um, the industry is very hard. Yeah. And I, I could tell you a funny story, though. So, We, we were asking, like, hey guys, are you guys going to come back? And they were very mum at the time.、We're、like,、oh, I don't know. And then we're like, hey, can you sing the song Love? And no one knew the lyrics, right? Like, <laughs> they were humming it. Like, Bono was like, baby, brand new. <laughs> we had to carry them as fans, right? right?、Wow. But, uh, unlike Bono,、uh, uh, Shu and, and Eugene, we can't sing. At least I can't sing, right?、Uh-huh. So I sounded like a dying whale singing it, but hey. And, and, you know, I was like, hey, Bada, we got your back, you know? 
Right. And she was oh, like gosh. looking it up on her phone. Like, what's the lyrics? Why I got you. <laughs> Dude, Vada's awesome, man. She was, uh, it, some of the funny stories, like, so it was like a buffet. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I remember was like, hey, Jason, do you like steak? And I'm like, yeah, steak is pretty good. She's like, I love steak. And I was like, awesome, Vada. <laughs> awesome. And she was smiling. Yeah. I was like, oh my oh, God. I love that. No, Vada, that Vada's my favorite singer out of the oh, group just because same. of that. Like, I love yeah. how, yeah. how in your section you, you chose the part that actually like highlights her, her high notes in the, in the yeah. song. Oh yeah, like yeah. The 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 template for XM vocals and high notes in songs because Yu Young Jin is also featured <laughs> in this song. She she did your research for sure for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah yeah. So that that was um me meeting Bada. Really cool experience. Um, and reasons why love is a hit replay. Right. So it's a banger. It's it's one of SES's most iconic songs among fans and first first gen stands. And like you just said, Michaela, it showcases the girls' voices, especially mm-hmm. Bada's, right? It showed that the girls can sing a wide variety of genres and hit high notes. Uh, the song was remastered in 2022, and um, it's highly regarded in K-pop circles. Uh, Ives Young covered the song back in December 2022. You know, I, I like how um, the music video, it's got that like, uh, what is it, like contrast Mm. set where it's like ridiculously high that you can't even see their noses because their face is like completely washed out from being like so white and bright like <laughs> right even, even in the remastered version <laughs> yeah but 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 see that was deliberate Michaela like they were going for that on purpose mm-hmm. yeah no it, it takes me back it, it's it's a jam it's a bop but Peter what is your hit replay Oh yeah, sure. By the, by the way, hey, we forgot to explain what we're doing here. Oh right, uh, the- th- this is a battle of love. Um, so, in in, in 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 the interest of being uh, Valentine's uh, themed for this episode, mm-hmm. we went through. We picked uh, hit replays that each had the the word love. We, we discussed maybe we can have Zarang in there, but we, we decided mm-hmm. to just go with love. So the SES love was a really good pick. Uh, my pick is L.O.V.E. No dot after the E. You know, there, there, there's periods everywhere else, but not after the E. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I want to say, like, K-pop songs for the longest time until, like, 2021 were, like, pinning dots in, in, uh, in acronyms, but not putting a dot at the end of the letter. Uh, I, anyway, that, that aside... Um, it, it's L-O-V-E by Brown-Eyed Girls um, before their Abracadabra era. If you didn't already know, Brown Eyed Girls, they're a four-member group. Um, oh, Jason, man, help me out with the, the, the pronunciation of these <laughs> no, member no, names. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. I thought you were talking so about the, the title, um, the song title. Oh, no. Well, you could probably help me with that, too. But oh. um, but it's what, Gia? Gia? Yeah. Gia? Uh, Gia. Nero? 
Yeah, Miro. Miro, Narsa. Yeah, yeah. And then Guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, good job. It's so funny when you said Gain. I've seen fans that said Gain. Right. Oh goodness. Yeah, Gain. <laughs> no, you did perfect. You don't need my help. That was cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm like the least good like Korean speaker on on this show. Gold star um, for that one, Peter. <laughs> okay. Thanks. So uh, anyway, th- this is the song that put them on the map. And it was also the end of an era for for Brown Eyed Girls because uh, with this song, they were going for like more of the cutesy, like girl next door sort of concept before they went into like a 180 concept direction with Abracadabra. And I think it's fair to say they were like kind of sex symbols for that song, Abracadabra. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotten especially. But uh, for me, the, this song, L-O-V-E, is, is a hit replay because like back in 2008, Like that that was my golden era of K-pop when I got into the genre. It's got this like house beat, like, you know, like Dashi Dance, if you're if you're familiar with like that Japanese electro house producer or uh, house producer or uh, Todd Edwards. It's got that soft uh, percussion going throughout, giving it more of that smooth house feel. And then the acoustics are are just really soft and fun. And it made for some incredibly good girl group mashups at that time. Like every like 2008 girl group single at that time like mashed up with this song. <laughs> it just went with everything else that was coming out around mm-hmm. that time. And uh, the chorus is catchy. Uh, Gia, her raps, I love her rapping style. Um, I think it comes out through really strongly. It really contrasts the, the softer uh, harmony in the instrumental of, of the song. And uh, I love her uh, ad-libs as well. Mm-hmm. So it, that's that's my hit replay. By the way, I'll I'll say that we've we've come absolutely full circle. Um, just a few weeks ago, uh, Gravery Room mm-hmm. everywhere said that he or he didn't say he produced a song featuring um, what's her face of uh, La Seraphim. <laughs> uh, oh gosh, guys, help me help me pronounce this. this oh, so Yunjin, Yunjin. There we go. Yeah, Yunjin, Yunjin. Okay. Um, so anyway. Uh, Yes or No by, by Groove Your Room is this same song. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> mm. uh, he just sampled um, this song. Uh, so it was just really fortuitous timing that like, you know, how many years later? Uh, like, you know, almost two decades later. Right. Um, like we, we've, we've got this beat again, um, except it, it's pitched up a couple semitones. Then it's got a UK garage like beat instead of the smoother... One two one two dashi dance house beat, but um, still really good. The original is better. Yeah, I I will admit though I hadn't heard the original first. My introduction to the song was Weekly's uh, redo of it for the Kimina project, where Kimina, being the the lyricist of the song, was like going through some of her big hits and like reproducing them with new artists. So I, for for me, I I I prefer the weekly version, but that's only because I heard it first. I didn't know it was originally a Brown Eyed Girl song. Wait, wait! Oh my gosh, you're you're blowing my mind. I didn't even know Weekly did this song. Yeah, this was last year. Yeah, wait, pretty recent. Oh, so they just covered it. Yeah, it was just yeah. a cover, not like Groovy Rooms, like completely like redo. Oh, this is a Agio version of Brown Eyed Girls. Not that Brown Eyed Girls back then wasn't Agio, but like mm-hmm. this is even more softer Agio. Mm. No, no one can touch Gio's raps like in her her vocal <laughs> style. I mean, she she really nailed it. I do have it. to agree with that. I agree. Yeah, right. Yeah, just the sweet nothing on Weekly, but it feels soft in, in that way from the raps. But 
Okay. Well, that, that's my hit replay. Okay. If no one has anything else to say. Michaela, what's your love? Yeah, what so, was your song of love? Your, your, your K-pop song, song of, love. of love. Yeah. Yeah. So wrapping up our our love battle for for this week's Valentine's Day episode, you know, we went from like the first gen to like second first gen, right, with our first three girl groups. But I'm gonna wrap it up with my Roman Empire group <laughs> from the third gen. Uh, my pick is Mix, Sarang Katagi, or Love Is a Sudden. Last last episode that Jam Jam by IU is like your Roman Empire in K-pop, or at oh, least yeah. that's what we dubbed yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I'm never gonna let that go. Yeah, this for me is probably like the closest to what I would consider a Roman Empire for me. Wait, in, in what way? In K-pop, in the in the sense of like something that I think about regularly. <laughs> it comes up at least probably every few months or so. I just want to listen to it and think about one this group, and then also kind of like the the state of K-pop that came at the time that it came out, which was like 2017. So mm. be, because they are, you know, a, a one and done almost group, I'll give a few facts. So MIXX or Mix, they debuted in May of 2016. And of course, Mix is an acronym for Motivation, Impression, and XX Chromosomes because they're a group. <laughs> well, you know that—that's what These I think of when I when I hear mix, right? I, I always think of an acronym. Mm-hmm. So they had a few uh, member changes, but the official lineup was a group of five. We had Hana, Ari, and Leah making up the China line of the group, and then Hiyu and Mia, the the two Korean members of the group, and then uh, the two other girls came in and out along the way. But yeah, so they debuted in 2016 and disbanded in 2017. Um, and this was uh, allegedly due to the group actually being managed by two companies. So their main company was Chico Entertainment. That was their Korean company. And then Chico Bros was basically the Chinese investors that were kind of backing them. Um, they had pulled out their investments of the group Uh-oh. and kind of stole the Chinese members in 2017. And <laughs> this is Kind of reportedly due to the fact that there was, you know, some geopolitical issues at the time between South Korea and China, mostly due to the THAAD system being deployed, um, that being like a the terminal high altitude air defense <laughs> missile system at the Osan Air Base. And so it, at that time, China had unofficially, but basically very effectively banned K-pop in their country. And so that was that big moment in K-pop in 2017, where we saw a lot of companies pivoting away from China because it just wasn't, there wasn't any future for them as a business in that country. So it's not officially the the reason, but we can probably say like that those geopolitical issues that were going on at the time is probably why the group disbanded. Mm. Can, can I add something onto that too? Oh yes, of Please. course. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're absolutely correct. Because I actually like mix a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. And in 2016, when the THAAD, um, it, it's like the missile system. Yeah. That, so they, they put it in Osan Air Base and other places in Korea. 
And then China was like, what are you doing? Right? Like, you know, like remove those missiles at once, like the defense system. And Korea's like, no. So then China is like, we're going to ban all Hallyu stuff. So they started just promoting in-house, basically all Chinese uh, celebrities and whatnot and said, hey, don't, don't go to Hallyu anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge reason I'm um, talking to industry people in 2016 that they shifted from China, which was a big moneymaker, to Japan and the U.S. Oh, yeah. De- and definitely the U.S. Because I think of, again, 2017 as being one of the most commercially successful years for BTS mm-hmm. internationally, especially in the U.S. Mm-hmm. In 2017? Wasn't that more, more? But, but I, mean, I mean, yes, it started, it started before then. But like you think of like the AMAs were mm-hmm. that year. The the Love Yourself Her album came out that year. That was the uh, first time right. you could get K-pop in Target. In Target, you know, Tar-Jay. for some reason, like oh, man, BTS has been saying for so long. I, I wanted to say like it was more like closer to 2020, but no, you're right. It, it mm-hmm. was in 2017. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but but back to Mix because we are we're talking about them for this album, even though they have like again, these are the reasons why the this this group and like specifically this song is such a Roman Empire for me because it's it, it takes me back to that time in K-pop, but them specifically because like this song is a replay because it's you know '90s R and B like mm. Mix walked so new jeans could run basically Ooh. is what I'm <laughs> saying in the sense that they were one of those earlier groups bringing this sound and debuting with this sound in Ooh. K-pop where we had a lot of <laughs> girls groups especially back then that were not doing this. Mm-hmm. That's a bold statement. I, I I like it though. I, I know like it. it's just because they they just have such a big spot in my heart, and it just I what could have been is such a, a question for this group, right? Like you mentioned too, they were, I think they disbanded maybe a year or like maybe eleven months. I think it was like eleven months or so, 10, 11 yeah. months. That's so sad. Yeah, but this song is all about love, which is <laughs> which and, is why and it's like being sudden, right? Yeah, sudden <laughs> yeah. comes. In, yeah, so it's like the, you know that. <laughs> it's so it's, it's, okay, yeah. It's a very the the actual title is Sarang and Kaptagi, which right you said, Jason. It's like it's like love suddenly or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. The, that's how you the say. The literal love translation, a... love is a sudden, is it works, but it's super. It's, it's awkward, right? It's so weird. When when uh, when you brought up the song, I was really happy, but then I was like, wait, oh, it's how, how do they call it in English? I'm like, love is a sudden. <laughs> yeah, like, because I used to um <laughs> for a year, I used to translate um. Korean movie titles into English. Oh gosh, and and and, um, and same with K-pop titles into mm-hmm. um, English, right? And and um, it was so it was so messy. So mix banger, incredible banger of a song, like you said, mm-hmm. like '90s R&B. Oof, the, the the title itself, oh man. Well, what, what would you what would you make it if you you could decide? Kapchagi Sarang, right? Just keep just reverse it, right? Like or like, I would say like all of a sudden there was love. Right or suddenly, it's love. Mm. If you want to keep it simple, right? Yeah, because like again, the the lyrics are talking about like this this sudden, like oh I I I like you and like I want to I want to hold your hand yeah. like I want to like have this good relationship with you and like you've you've knocked me off my feet suddenly. <laughs> yeah, like it's dream. very bubbly. If you read the Korean lyrics, it's they use literally the word bubbly, shy. Yeah. Um, God, I'm trying to translate this to English like like. Um, Blushing, I guess. Like, I, I don't know if I can confess, but yeah, it's type of deal, right? That's what it's alluding to. It's it's very cute. But, but yeah, the, again, super super cute, super bubbly. Like it's, I don't know. I feel like maybe because because some of their their 
might be like a little cringy to people, especially if they don't like this kind of K-pop. But that's my K-pop love song, guys. This is my this is my Valentine's pick for this week. Before we have like I guess a team discussion right on mm-hmm. this, or um, so I know you guys like mentioned your Roman Empire song, right? Is that like international K-pop slang, or is that? Just like within the group between you and Peter. <laughs> I think it's like Gen Z's slang nowadays, it's right? A, yeah, like, it's, Roman Empire. It's a meme. It's 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 referred to I think there was like this interviewer that was doing some kind of press event and like one of the questions that she was asking people was like, How often do you think of the Roman Empire? Or it's kind of this implication of like, what's something that you think about constantly that probably nobody else thinks about? Oh, so so they tied it to Ro- like Roman Empire. Yeah. Well, so, I, I think I think the, the the interview question was supposed to be silly and non sequitur, but yeah. in, in that becoming a thing, <laughs> it's taking on its new cultural meme meaning. So mm-hmm. yeah, I learned something new. I'm, I'm going to use it to the kids next time, like the Gen Z oh, yes, people. Like, like, hey, man, that's my Roman Empire song. Oh, this guy gets it. I am so woke and lit. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, how about Greek? Can I say the Greek empire? What do we got here, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, wrong empire, bro. I'm like, sorry, man. Uh, yeah, but but just talking about love is a sudden, as we all cringe at that title. Um, I, I, You know what I really appreciate about this music video, aside from the music, I, it's mm-hmm. it's got a good catchy uh, hook. Um, oh, I'll also oh, yeah. say like at the end of the pre-chorus where they go, Wow, that that's a really fun <laughs> sample. I, I should play with that. That would be right? a like, really fun thing to oh, use in funny. DJ sets. Like I'm in the middle of a banger clanger, and there's like that, like you know, four beat like echo or reverb before the drop. Like I just drop in. Wow, you know, and it goes boo 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 boo. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, what I like about the, the this music video is just like this aesthetic from 2016, 2017, where yeah. like everything was like super mm-hmm. pastelly, and then they took the saturation setting and then they moved it to like 9,000 on the slider scale. So it's like, it's all these pastel colors and then it's like deeply saturated where you're just like, I don't know, it's like pastel, not vomit, but like you're, you're just, <laughs> no, that's just a everything, good term. <laughs> everything is just like so colorful. And mm-hmm. and it's almost like in like these abstract shapes behind the uh, the idols. And I I don't know, I just wish we had more of this. Like, I, why did this go out of style? I thought it looked really good. Okay. Yeah, the, the, oh yeah, go ahead. The, no, yeah, the okay. video. I agree with what you're saying. It's very pastel-y, very colorful. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't put a finger like what style that is, but it reminds mm-hmm. me of like second, early third gen K-pop, and, and yeah, I'm all exactly. for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, like EXID did a lot of it. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Who else? IOI. IOI. Yeah. I want to feel like this is tied to like a specific production company. Like, was it because these were all Zany Bros music videos or something? Yeah. Oh, Zany Bros. Oh, Red Velvet. Red Velvet yeah. did a few in the style mm-hmm. back in the, that day too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it was all the same. Did, I have video. a question, Michaela. Did uh, Johnny Bros actually do this? Did this video? I. That is one thing I didn't figure out in my research. Oh, Probably. It, it's, right. a, it's a very similar style to a lot of their music videos from that time. Got it. Got it. Okay, well, that's it for love. Uh, we were thinking <laughs> no of more love. Like, yeah, no more love is over. Love is over. <laughs> oh, no wait, more love allowed. We, don't we have to pick which song is the best one, though? Isn't that well? I, we just... yeah, I was about to say that. Like originally, we were thinking about making this more adversarial and like making it a pitch and like a debate, um, like we've done in like our rewind episodes, where we're like the best song of like this year in K-pop. But mm-hmm. uh, okay. I think I I don't know. I think we're gonna be like love conquers all on this episode and just say love like con- everyone right. is a winner. We Everyone's all win. winner. We all win. We all win. Yay! <laughs> Unless you you the listeners want to be like actually Peter's song was the best, and then 
then that's or actually Michaela's song was the best. Uh, yeah. Are we going to play this game? I mean, <laughs> am I the deciding vote here? Oh, maybe, Jason. <laughs> All right, so check it out. Check it out. Here, here it is, man. As much as I like SES's love, if I had to go, man, Brown Eyed Girl's so good though. I'd probably have to go with Mix's. Um, oh God, what's that thing called? Love suddenly again. Oh my God, the title. Oh, 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 oh yeah, love is a sudden. Oh, sorry. Okay, I probably have to go with that song because it's a true '90s R&B banger, where yes. it feels like it. Yes, join like, my Roman Empire, get, Jason. Yeah, Roman. I listened to both. Peter's song and your song like 10 times but uh, to prepare for this uh podcast oh and I was like gosh, man dude. Yeah, and, and bo- <laughs> no 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 I take this I take this podcast very seriously man I'm I'm all in and man I'm all in but but, but basically what I'm saying is it was an earworm that to, to, to hear love is a sudden right it was mm-hmm. such an earworm like oh my god right and then when I did listen to Peter's song too I was like yeah this is the song before like the abracadabra craze right Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you know, right I, I think, yeah. If, I think if you mention um, brown eyed girls, that um, even older fans, like second gen fans, early third gen, they'll be like abracadabra, and I'm like, yeah, but there was stuff before that. No, it's abracadabra. Like I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. But yeah, um, love is a oh my God, love is a sudden is a, such an earworm. I I added both your guys' songs on my Spotify after hearing this. Ooh, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but if I had to pick, if I had to be a betting man, I, I'd have to go with um, Love is a Sudden. Mixes Love, Love is a Sudden. If I had to be a betting man. <laughs> you know what song would like transition like right after Love is a Sudden by Mix is the um, the Changha Sulki uh, Jen Soyeon Wow thing. Um, oh. I think that, that would, I'd play if I was like doing this in a mix, I'd put that song on right after Mix Love is a Sudden. Okay. But hear, hear that mix seven years later and you finally get a win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, shall we move on? Yeah. Let's Quickly, go. K-pop dances, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so kpopdances.com, every week they, they, they aggregate and list out the most popular, uh, most popular covered songs from like different K-pop dance groups and whatnot from around the world. So coming in at number 10, it's Edmix Dash number 9. Uh, Straight Kids, uh, la 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 la, yeah, you know that one. And then um, number eight, G Idol, Wife, the best song by G Idol. And then we've got uh, Itzy's Born to Be um, at number six, uh, Vivi's Maniac at number five. That song is really popular. I think it's just because like everyone likes looking at everyone shaking their butts. Mm-hmm, the butt dance. Yeah. Which, on that note, I would have expected Kiss of Life is uh, Nobody Knows to be higher up on this list for that same reason. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so let's see, where am I? Um, uh, number f- five is, is uh, Yoja Idol, Super Lady. Uh, number four, Baby Monster, Batter Up. That, that song's really popular. Number three, La Seraphim, Perfect Night. Number two, Itzy, Untouchable. And I think y'all already know what no, the number one <laughs> answer is. You, you, Jason, you want to guess what the number one most covered K-pop song is K-pop. this week? Mm-hmm. Number one. I would have guessed Kiss of Life, right? But it's not, right? Um, no, Kiss of Life, nobody knows, is like way down there. It, like only nine groups covered it this week. Really? Okay, so I'm coming in this blind. Just, just mm-hmm. put it out there, right? Okay. So let me think. Okay. Hmm. Most covered and song this week. Which girl group hasn't been mentioned? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're going off that right well oh, i think mikhail's just trying to give you a clue oh man dimension mamamoo i, I don't know yeah. no it, okay it, it's uh so mamamoo is not even 
on the map. It's not even a list. <laughs> 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 but, well, you said the dimension, so, you know, I gravitated towards it. Yeah. Well, it, it is Espa Drama. Still maintaining the lead, though. But guys, minutes before this, it was almost, it sees Untouchable. Like, they just squeaked in an extra cover. Oh, yeah, yes. The difference. So, it sees Untouchable had 54 new covers, and then Espa Drama had 55. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're, they're basically right up there, those, those two songs. They're, right? they're pretty yeah. equal, yeah. That's really, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Like, I didn't cheat, see? I, I just clicked oh, on, on yeah, it Yeah, thanks for not cheating. I guess, yeah. no, I mean, I mean that, you know. So I'm looking at the list. So Espa's drama, I wonder mm-hmm. what the story, what the drama behind that is, pun intended, right? But what, what why it's like such a covered song. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Um, definitely whenever I work with like different mm-hmm. dance teams here in the Bay Area, like they all know it, they ask for it even. But, you know, I, I hate to say it when I play it in the club, it's only dance teams who are dancing to it. Everyone else is just kind of like standing around. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a very kind of polarizing reaction uh, to that mm-hmm. song. I would have thought Perfect Night would have been the most, that was another one I was going to guess. Yeah, people really it's, like yeah, Perfect Night. Such a good song. Yeah. We'll see. So it's been it's been holding it down for the past month or so. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which song? Drama or drama? Yeah. Oh, oh. Mm. Okay. Where are we? Uh, so hot issue or how you think? So th- this is where you got your soapbox to to gush over that thing or or share something that's a hot issue, like the four mm-hmm. minute song. So, uh, Jason, um, what's your how you hot issue? All right. So this is my hot issue these days, right? Um, <laughs> For, I love um, it. When it comes to international fans, right? It, it makes me, it's, it, it, it really grinds, grinds my your teeth. Gears. Yeah, yes. it grinds my gears. It makes it, I wake up at night sweating thinking about this, okay? <laughs> oh, <gosh. All> right? <laughs> like, it pains me, all right? It, it, it really gets me, man. And so this, when is, I, this is your Roman Empire? This is my Roman Empire. <laughs> but, like, this is my Greek Empire, my Roman Empire. Um, who, who else is Babylonian Empire? Whoever you want to bring, okay? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the thing I'm talking about, of course, is international fans using the term Nugu groups, okay? This is something coming back from Korea last mm-hmm. year, right? I don't understand, right? And I'll paint the story for you too, if I may. You, okay, you may. So, I may, thank you. So I was at KCON, um, yeah, I think not this year. No, no, this, um, no, a couple of years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I got into this, but there was, there was a group of um, people uh, fans that I was talking to, like maybe 20 of them, okay? And then they were talking and then I guess this one girl didn't know about this other group that this girl was talking about and said, oh, that's a Nugu group. And, and my ears just shot up like, <laughs> wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah, it's a Nugu group. And I'm like, I have no clue what that means because I heard Nugu and I was like, oh, this person speaks Korean and I heard group. And I was like, wait, what? Right? And they're like, oh, you know. I'm like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> Please tell me, right? And from my understanding, my research yes. of hearing this, right, that, that and it assaulted my ears, is that <laughs> it's a group that's underrated, I guess, unknown but underrated. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think this is what what I'm getting at from these international fans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's a, a good hot, good like cultural definition and how we use it nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like so after that experience, I was a bit scarred. Okay. 
I had to go to the hospital and like, hey, you know, do you, you know, you're, I've got these pains sugar. in my side, and yeah, you know, every time people it, say this word, it hurts. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at your pain. But. It's tough. It's tough. It's so so. I you know, I went to like a, a specialist, a doctor, right? And they're like, hey, what, what do you what are you in pain for? Like like like, it looks like you're you're all checked out. You work out and stuff. You, you look pretty good. Your vitals are good. I'm like, yeah, but I'm hurting in my heart. And he's like, what do you mean? And then I said. I heard this thing called Nugu Goops, and the doctor was cringing. Oh, my, I, I don't have the prescription on me. We have to get that from Korea. Okay, so <laughs> now I'm okay. <laughs> but talking to you two again, it, it's bringing it up again. Okay. Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry to reintroduce. It's tough. Into your but, life. but I'm, I'm Peter and Michaela. I'm, I'm doing it for you two. I'm taking oh, over for the team. Okay. Thank so you. <laughs> here's why I think it's cringe, right? So, so there's a couple of reasons, right? So, yeah. In the 11 years I lived in Korea, um. No one's ever used the word nugu goop. So, so the term nugu, um, I see on Reddit and stuff. They go like, "Oh, this simply means who." Okay, that, that, I yeah. mean, they literally just translate it, or they, you know, just go, oh, it just means who. And, and I feel like so when you use the word nugu, like nugu sale, right? It can mm-hmm. either go from neutral, like who are you, to nugu ya, right? Oh. Like, who are like who <laughs> who are you? Like you're a scrub, right? And that's yeah. obviously ne- negative. And you don't even have to know <laughs> Korean. You can just hear the inflection that I said it, yeah, right? The, the, the ya part. <laughs> and, and and it's very negative. Like, who are you? Like, like you're not worth my time, right? So mm-hmm. so so neutral to like negative, right? So so when I hear nugu group, my mind the the way K-pop fans use it goes to negative, even though apparently it means underrated in, in international K-pop lingo or English lingo, right? Okay, so so that's the first thing. I, it, like, it's a cultural thing where like in Korean, it it, it can come off kind of pretty insulting. Right. Yeah, right. Or neutral. If you're just like, oh, nugu sale, you know. Okay. The second thing is, here's the thing is, who qualifies as a nugu group? Because it's like, oh, I've never heard of that group before. Okay. So, <laughs> so is, is, is it, I'm serious, right? So is it the big four? I'm including Hive in that. Is that non-nugu groups and anyone that doesn't come from the big four nugu groups? So is I've a nugu group, right? I mean, obviously not, but is it a certain number of sales? Like, oh, you got to have a hundred thousand sales, you know, for your albums. And if you don't, you're sorry, man, you're a nugu group. I just don't know you or you're underrated, right? So where does the Nugu group metric, where does it, you know, fall into? Like, is it official? Because I see people using Nugu groups for a lot of different things. And and they'll use Nugu groups for uh, um, singers in Korea that are popping off, but they're not popular in the US. But they'll be like, oh, that's a Nugu group. I'm like, maybe to you, and you know, that doesn't know Korean music in Korea, you know, don't want to be that person, right? Yeah. But they're pretty, they, 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 you know, they're pretty popular. So that's another reason. Like, what's the metric of Nugu groups? So between like the whole cultural thing of kind of using it wrong, or I don't think you know the cultural context of it, and the metrics, it got me waking up at night thinking about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you guys just take? I like to know from you two. I'm, I'm very curious. Well, dearest Jason, um, I, I, I kind of like at this on, in, in two ways. Um, okay. In, in one way, uh, you know, it, it kind of bugs me. Like if you were to look up the definition of, of, uh, of the word literally, um, it, sure, sure. it means like two things at the same time that are opposite of each other. Uh, because we keep using the word literally incorrectly, but because we've used it so incorrectly mm. so often, the new incorrect <laughs> definition is the correct definition. Um, oh <laughs> and uh, I would go along and, and introduce the word term Hapa, 
um, hapo is originally like a pejorative term, uh, like a racial pejorative term for like, you know, oh, like right. mudbloods. about that, yeah. Uh, or like, you know, like mixed race kids um, growing up in Hawaii. And mm. uh, the, that community just decided to own it. And now it's no longer a pejorative term, even though it started off as one. So I think, you know, in, in that same way, you can look at Nugu as being like, well, certainly in Korea, it's a, it's a negatively charged assumption. But sure. in the U.S. and Western, you know, fan circles, we kind of use it to mean underrated group, however underrated is defined in the, the mind of that fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, but I I I share your pain, Jason, in that it's like a tough pain. It it hurts because like I feel that you know you know what I what going along that theme of like um you keep using that word, but I don't think it means what you think it means. Like uh <laughs> like along that line, like people keep saying noise music in K-pop, and it's like oh my god. That that's not noise music. You're you're just referring to like a banger, like or anything that goes hard, and like. But they use the term noise music when noise music, you know, by definition is like atonal, you know, mm-hmm. really avant garde, experimental stuff. Sure, sure. Like you know, we're trying to break the rules of like you know music composition and structure. Um, it, it's noise, right? It, it's not even music. It, it's noise, right? But when kids nowadays refer to like noise music and K-pop, they're referring to stuff that still follows all the conventional rules of music composition and stuff, but it has really good like bassy drops and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, noise uh, music is, is probably going to become the new definition of like banger clanger for K-pop, but... Um, banger? Interesting. I, I didn't know this. Yeah. If, yeah. If, I could, okay. if I could, you know, represent Gen Z on the call here. Um, as oh, somebody sure, please do. Please do. Who, who uses Nugu? Um, and to me, I like I, I again use it in that that sense of like from my perspective, especially as a an, a US K-pop fan, a group that is you know not as well known, especially in the US, or at least uh, maybe isn't as popular or is uh, in Korea. Also, it's this. It's for to me, when I hear nugu, like it's for one as as like an English speaker, it's like a cute term. It's a it it sounds to me more endearing, even though I know maybe to a native in- Korean speaker, it will sound more negative than it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, Jason, I, I would turn it back to you then. Yeah, if sure, sure. Nugu is something you think which should be, should be phased out. What do you propose we use instead? Right. So I. I- in between my, you know, my nightmares, okay, and, and going to the doctors <laughs> and, and, and thinking about this, right? Because uh-huh. I, I think about this all the time, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, okay, what? No, that's a good question. Like, what words should we use? Now, I'm not the official like Nugu anti Nugu eradicator, okay. That's not okay. my that's not my role, right? Got um, it. But but I think I did think of this, right? And and I had to use all my brain power, right? Which it's questionable all how much it. I have, right? All of it. Which I is mean, enough to like power a small nation probably. It, it pretty much is, right? So and yeah. I used, instead of giving electricity to that small nation, I just thought about this problem, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And here's what I came up with, right? So um, a couple ones is, um, I, I posted it in, in the chat, but it's like, Joponga uh, Batnun Group. I'm trying to say this like very slowly, right? Or undervalued yeah, yeah, yeah. group, right? Mm. Um, and, and and that's kind of long, right? Nugu Group is just two syllables. So you can go, so do you know, like in Korean, they, they shorten everything? 
I yeah, don't know like, if you know this this thing. So 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 Jo Pang Jong Panga Bat Noon Group, right? So you'd go you can shorten it to Jo Bat Group. <laughs> right? So 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 that's like one thing. It's called un, it, it literally means like undervalued group. Mm. Yeah, or Sumun Boksok Group, right? That's another one. Sumun Boksok Boksok Group, right? Which means um hidden gem group. And then you can you can you know, yeah, narrow so it down to Sumbogu. See, you you get it. You get yeah, me, Michaela. Sumbogu. See, you, that's what I'm saying, group. right? So, it, I, w- I mean, it's probably not going to catch on because, you know, haha, Nugu group sounds we, full, we cool, right? We just have to keep saying it all the time. Yeah. You know the uh, sum, Sumbo, Sumbo group? Sumbo group? Like, oh man, he's trying, he's trying to start the slang, right? Yeah. Um, And I think, uh, yeah, uh, those are two words or two phrases that I would propose. I know they're long. It might not catch on, but... Yeah, I just um, when I hear Nugu group, I'm like, oh, I don't. Hmm. Yeah, so instead yeah. of instead of Nugu group, you would say Sumbo group or Sobat group. Yeah, Sobat group. Yeah, Sobat group. Right? Jobat group. Jobat group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So those are just two of them. Um, if any other Korean speakers want to, you know, you know, send comments our way, that'd be great. <laughs> But I thought of this. Like I said, I, I used all my brain power <laughs> to think of these two. Okay, so if if, if this becomes a trend. You know, it started here, folks. It started <laughs> with on this Jason, Jason's declaration on this podcast. <laughs> there we go. There we go. But yeah, I, I think um, I, I, I want to put this out there. Like, I don't hate anyone that like, uses Nugu Group. I'm not going to like, you know, you know, I don't hate them. I just think it's that's like, okay. Oh, I'll touch so them on your weird. behalf. I'll be judgmental. <laughs> man, man, Peter, dang, Peter's like bad cop. If I'm good cop, I, it just, I don't know. I had, I, so I explained this to Koreans the other day, and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I'm with you, right? Well, why do international K-pop fans say that, right? Then I, I went into the wilderness and and found international K-pop fans. Okay, mm-hmm. don't, don't I don't know why we're all in the wilderness, but we were there. Okay, <laughs> but like and then I said the same thing. They're like, oh, it's, I don't see the problem. Like, okay, I mean that's cool, man. Like, like cool, cool, right? That, that's all I said. I'm like, yeah, you know. But it, it, yeah, I don't know. It, it's hard to explain culturally mm-hmm. it, 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 if you just if you just use a one to one dictionary of Nugu just means who. I'm like, all right, you know, if, if that's the case, all right, you know, that, that's how you want to do it, okay, you know. So, yeah, yeah. That, those are my two words, Michaela and Peter, or two phrases. Yeah, you know, part of me thinks you, you maybe need a like a more. And this is me being the dumb American, like Westerner, <laughs> no, bumbling into this conversation, no. but maybe something that's easy to pronounce for like a non-Korean speaker. Oh, I yeah, because yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons why Nugu makes its way into at least like the English speaking K-pop fan lexicon pronounce. is because yeah. it's 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 mm-hmm. an easy word to pronounce, and then also it's one of those early Korean words you learn just from being exposed to Hallyu. Right. I actually saw one thing when I was doing research for Nugu groups. Like I heard it came out in the late 2000s, right, by international fans as a way as a put down in the beginning. Ooh. Right, that's what I heard. Right, and then it like like um I think Peter mentioned this like it, it gradually language morphs right or it changes, yeah right. So it it gradually became you know underrated, undervalued, or or, or unknown group over time. But mm-hmm. it used to be a put down, like especially among um, international fans in Asia. Yeah, yeah. You know, sorry. Maybe if you'll allow me to go off on a tangent off topic here, but mm, um, please do what. Are you familiar with the the term like goshu like or what is it like the Roman, like romanization good? is G O S U? 
Yeah, like expert or, or yeah, use it, yeah, or, or like a top player or yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's how I got it. Like we, uh-huh. um, whenever I used to play like StarCraft back in the oh, day, Starcraft. we'd be like, <laughs> we'd be like, oh, this is like a total like <laughs> ghost move, you know? And like, you like Chobo's the other one, right? Chobo. Uh, yeah, maybe that, but uh, Ghostu was what we were using, and then we would just start using that for like everything. Like if we were to like you know like. Like we had a pro yeah. tip in filing our taxes. We'd be like, oh, that's a total ghost who move. Like, like, you know, it just extended <laughs> everything in our life. Like, um, that's, that's actually kind yeah. of funny. Unlike Nugu, that's pretty funny. <laughs> because yeah. Gosu, like, if you told me I was Gosu in something, I'm like, oh, whoa. I'm like top. I'm like the, I'm like sensei. I'm like senpai, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, uh, is, it, like, is it the word? Is it just Gosu? Or is that also an acronym for a phrase? So, so no, no, it's not an acronym. Gosu, like, so um, Peter, I guess, used to play StarCraft, right? He's in the StarCraft mm-hmm. scene. And they use Gosu a lot. Like, oh, man, he's hella Gosu, right? Or he's really Gosu. Like, he's one of the top players. Right. Right? So, so when you say Gosu, you're, like, at the top of your, of your uh, whatever okay, skill so it, it's or it's itself profession. a slang word. It's not, like, short for anything. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So they use it in esports a lot, too. Yeah. That's pretty funny. That's Gosu move, Gosu hack. <laughs> it has a pretty good one, actually. All right. Well, let, let, let's move on. All right. Sorry. Um, yes, so should, should we maybe maybe we should skip over the SM question? Yeah, because yeah. I because we talked about this a little bit last episode, and you, I, I, I phrased this poorly, but you mentioned how you know expect SM not making it to the end of twenty twenty four is something that you're expecting, Peter. Yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for their demise. I don't I don't know nothing else. Oh the no! Don't like, say oh, that. I don't know. Oh. I think they need mm-hmm, to be reborn. Mm-hmm. And, and do like K-pop concerts in the Bay Area. Like SM groups just don't want to do any <laughs> tours in the Bay Area. Uh, one commenter said on, on the Bay Area K-pop mm-hmm. census, so I thought it was really funny. So this this is why this is their downfall. Just just because, because they didn't come to the San Francisco <laughs> Bay Area for their tours. Yeah, that, that that's the reason why. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. Um, I again, I again, I as a as a SM stan, as I would call myself, uh, I would hate to see that. And also, just in the in the for me as somebody who's been a K-pop fan for over a decade and SM you know being such a a powerful trendsetter mm-hmm. over like from like I, it's hard for me to imagine K-pop without SM yeah but like it, just just look at like what happened with like Pledis groups for example like 17 is is, is rocking right now you know like in hype yeah but, but see, like, maybe we can do the same thing with all these SM groups. They just need, like, a better parent, you know? Mm. So if SM, we'll, we'll go with your, your theory, right? If SM, like, crashes, right, this year, and all the groups, uh, former SM groups now, right, they have no home, what would you prefer, like, they, I don't know, go to Hybe or whatever company, YG or JYP mm, or well, not YG. Starship? No, okay, well, you know what I mean. Like, the, you, I guess the question is, you would you prefer them being adopted by another agency rather than stay with SM? I mean, realistically, it's got to be Hype, right? Okay, sure. Like, yeah. who else would do it? And mm. uh, and I mm. think everyone would be happy. Like, Hype is going for, like, you know, monopolistic domination, pop they music are. of the world. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what what's, you know, consuming a few more pop groups. <laughs> Fair enough. But I will, I will say, though, we did get their news about, you know, SM's, SM 3.0's plans for 2024. So we've got... Lots of albums, lots of solo comebacks, even the debuts of two new groups. Like, you know, the the Japanese unit of NCT is debuting this year. And allegedly we're getting a a British K-pop group 
from from SM Entertainment, which oh, that's interesting. Is really yeah, and especially since we talked about last episode about Blitzer's <laughs> auditioning uh, for America's Got Talent. No, Britain's so, Got Talent. Or sorry, from sorry, from Britain's Got Talent. Um, so the the company that they're working for with this collaboration, I believe they're called like M M and B Entertainment. They're they have like specific ties to Britain's Got Talent as like the the the, the lead producer had is like the responsible same. for like the X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and a lot of these like pop group shows. Oh, so like so, booking the talent on those programs. Yeah, stuff. so it's really interesting like seeing again, especially with us talking about how K-pop companies have made these big shifts in the past five years to away from the Chinese market to the U.S. market to Europe, like where this would take SM as far as like their market in Britain, I guess. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Okay. Let's let's move on. Let, is there anything else, Michaela? <laughs> Your feel, my no. My how you think is stupid. <laughs> no. 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 Wait. 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 I'm Mikhail, curious now. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Michaela. Hmm. Oh no. My uh, my my quick how you think uh, to is was just that I again I've been loving Jejun's uh Chingu show on, on YouTube, aka Jejun needs a friend. Um, and he had boys next door on and just the pure joy and excitement that these teenage boys had when they saw that they were going to eat dino nuggets <laughs> on that show just reminded me how how young they were. <laughs> you don't need to be young to appreciate the magic of dino nuggets. That's true. I, dino true. nuggets does not discriminate by age, Mikhail. So I, I know, I, but it was just the fact that on his show, like he, he again, he cooks for each individual artist or each individual guest that he has, uh-huh. and he like he does like like these like like nice like gourmet things, or if he's doing like a PPL, he'll incorporate the the product into the 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 thing. But his 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 food choice for them was Dino Nuggets. <laughs> uh, I have, I'm not familiar with this. I'm I'm gonna have to check it out. Mm-hmm. That that is special. I appreciate it, Mikhail. Okay. Cool. I like All it. Right. Dino <laughs> nuggets right, that's, are, are life. That's, that's my, my how you think for this week. Okay. All right. Now, let's move into debug or not. So th- this is like where we'll go through like a, we'll, we'll say the thing and then um, each of us, we can say whether we're a debug or not on that item in whichever way we choose to interpret it. Um, but beware, I, I learned uh, on our episode last week that just because I don't like um, I use ballad for being a ballad, I, I got in a lot of trouble for that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I thought Fair I was enough. a little more grown up than that. But, um, okay, so, um, all right, so uh, let, let, let's, let's, let's go through this list. Michaela, by the way, I, I just wanted to say like all these music videos that you put on this list for Daybach or not are like... I am living for it. Like you, 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 you channeled <laughs> my my niche of like or not niche, but like you know all my favorites. So let let's let's go. All right. So mm-hmm. are you guys Daybuck or not on iChillin's Demigod? Okay. Well, I'll I'll go first. <laughs> Some hesitation. Um, Does that- <laughs> I look, guys. This song is like day to the ultimate buck. Like See, this, this, song, knew, this song is like going for bigger. like 2024, like song of the year. I'm not even kidding. Like this, this song is so good. Um, it's by this <laughs> new food group. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta go real quick. Um, take some medicine. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, but this underappreciated like gem of a group, 
Um, I chillin. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't familiar with them until you showed this mm. video, but it's like, yeah, what? they're new. Like uh, the beat, like right from the go, it, it gets me intrigued. And then you see this guy trying to like order chicken and he's like, he's sweating, contemplating his decision. And then it just goes hard. Like the beat goes hard. And the, you know, they're, they're, they're just getting very serious about making this like fried chicken. And like, you know, they go all the way, it jumps the shark and like just how intense it is. And then at the end, like, you know, honestly, I was kind of expecting the guy eating the fried chicken to like have his like face melt or something because like, you know, he, he had met, right. like, you know, it, it is beyond like human ability to like comprehend mm-hmm. like the face of God or something like that. That's what I thought we were going to get because the song is called Demigod, but it, it is so good. I love this song. I love this music video. I love everything about it. Like, just, like, <laughs> I, like I can add no more to that. Yeah, go ahead. It is Daybok for me as well. It's definitely Daybok for me. P- Peter, you said everything that probably Michaela and I wanted to say. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just said <laughs> it for It's really you. good. It's a really good song. You, you guys were just too and embarrassed empty. to admit that you no, like I, this. No, if, if a song... Peter, I'm not afraid of, of the K-pop netizens or haters, right? If, if I don't like a song, I'll say it, man. Okay. Okay. But I chillin', man. Good times. Underappreciated, un, you know, a gem of a group. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you guys Daybok or not? On P1 Harmony's Killing It. <laughs> oh, Daybok. Yeah. 100% Daybok. I would Daybok this song. Yeah, I, I think this song is definitely Daybok. Like, I, um, P1 Harmony has a lot of like DJ friendly, like K pop club night songs. Oh, nice. um, this, this goes right along with that vibe and that theme. Um, mm. My only request is I just wish it. I don't know, in, in like the mastering or the song production, like it had a bit more bassy. Like, like it, it's 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 like ninety five percent there, but like it just needs right. a little bit more of that yeah. like lower frequency presence to go even harder. Um, but it, it's it's pretty good. They killed it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm so happy that the stylist finally didn't give my baby soul the short end of the, of the stick and gave him good hair because. They they just kept it simple. He just has like it's just dyed and it's long. It's they didn't try to like fry it or put it in like a thousand ponytails. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Keep keep doing this, P One Harmony. We're on the right track. Yeah, they have some fun hats in the music video mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I, I always when I hear P One Harmony songs, I always feel they're consistent. They they have a, a unique sound, and I'm like, all right, yes. cool. Stick stick with that sound. It's a banger. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's Daybok for me. Although, I don't know, at the risk of getting in trouble, sorry, like I should have quit no, while I was ahead, but now, now I'm going to get say something to make <laughs> everyone hate me again. Um, you, you know what this kind of reminds me of? Stray Kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it comes pretty close to Stray Kids territory. Not, not, it's not quite there because to be Stray Kids, it needs a harder like electro mm. drop, but like, it, it comes close to being Stray Kids territory. And I could see that. I feel like maybe maybe one of those things. I feel like the the rap verses in this one are more highlighted than I think they've been, or they've definitely tried newer flows than we've heard before. And I, I think some of like the flows that Yosup has it has in this one are similar to some of the rappers in Stray Kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so TLDR, we're all Daybok onto this, right? Yes, all okay. Daybok. Okay, right, cool, all Daybok. All right. Uh, I just love this next one. Okay. Are you guys Daybok or not on Young Posse's uh, Young Posse Up? (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, featuring verbal gen, uh, NSW Yoon and Token. Token. Mm. Daybok, but I am just so confused. What, <laughs> what is there to be confused about, Michaela? This is the weirdest, weirdest K- lineup in K-hip-hop history, I think, or at least recent history, because we've got Young Posse, you know, new new girl group, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have Verbal Gents, like one of the, I, the I think it's fair to say he's like the the OG, the godfather of like modern Korean rap flow. Then we have a, a like super new guy, NSW Yoon, like, and then some random dude from Boston called Token. <laughs> hey, Boston <laughs> like, who, who I thought I thought was a Gilpo when I first watched, then finally finally watched the music video, found out he's you know, just a white dude. But <laughs> it it was just such it was such an interesting group of people. But I love it. Oh, like, same. It, as a same. song, it's great. Like it's it's. I, I, it's a very much like less hooky, more cipher heavy kind of song, but it's it's great. Yeah. Mm. You know, when I was first watching this, I was like, are they in on it? Like, are, are, are they really like, are they are they making a joke here and then just like fully committed to the joke? And then the joke is better than what they're making fun of now, like, you know, or, or satirizing <laughs> what, or what is the joke, Peter, is my question. Yeah. Like, what so, it- so that that was my first first reaction. Right. But where I'm at with it now is like uh, there are artificial barriers that we've set for ourselves as like, mm-hmm. you know, consumers of music and um, K-pop, K-hip-hop, right? Like there are things Mm like, oh, well, you want to put that with this because like, you know, that belongs to a different territory, different group or like, you know, if you, you know, throw in this, like, you know, this guy from Boston, like, you know, that's going to come off as being like, you know, fetishizing or or, or I I don't know, you know, just being weird. Like, you know, in, um, what is it? Like uh, Jungkook in 3D with Jack Harlow. But like... Oh, oh. I would I would say his verse in this one is a thousand times better than oh, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack totally, Harlow totally, tried totally. to do. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But but yeah. what, I'm, what I guess what I'm trying to say is like they are uninhibited by these like cultural baggage or barriers. You know, they're mm. like, oh, see, what's yeah. going to make a good song? And it's like, let's do it. You know, and it's like macaroni and cheese. Okay, like, and then, and <laughs> Why then not? like, you know, and then like just going back and forth, like the the what is it, the the director, and like, okay, here's what I'm imagining, and then like, yeah, <laughs> like let's do it, and and uh, I think it's the same thing here with Young Posse Up. It's just like, man, you know, we've got some like Y2K aesthetics in here. We've got like you know Gengar Pokemon. We've got uh, we've got like <laughs> mad lyrical flows. We've got like dancing in a shipyard. Um, you know, we need to get someone from like this this K hip hop scene and 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 you know just put it together because that would be a dope song. And it's like, you know, they're just uninhibited by by any of those things. Like, we're gonna make the best song we can make. And it doesn't matter what it looks like, where it comes from, because this is what we think is great. So I I I just mm-hmm. love it. But yeah, just to add on to that, like like they're how do you say like they're uninhibited by barriers, right? You get yeah, you, you got young posse. They lean into the hip hop angle a lot with i mean i saw verbal gent and what michaela said he's very og right so i was a very um like when i used to like work in korea i actually covered hip-hop for two years before Mm -hmm. Mm k-pop so i'm very biased towards hip-hop korean Mm hip-hop so i saw verbal gent like okay now i didn't know who token was right yeah he's (laughs) right but i I guess he's from boston right (laughs) um but yeah like i i love the song it it was so good i like the um the music video like you said there were in crates i guess like shipyard crates i guess right and 
the, the Y2K feel, Daybok for me. Yeah, I want to drop this. I've got a gig this week, this Saturday. I'm going to try playing oh, it there. And, and you're putting it in there? The, Young Posse? All right. Yeah. Let us know how it goes. You know, macaroni and cheese like it was like a slow cultural acceptance. Like we're now at the point yeah. where I'm seeing at least dance teams here in the Bay Area covering it. So like I think, you know, mm. we, we've accepted it. We like it. Um, but uh, yeah, the, this song, I'm, I'm really optimistic for their future. Like I, I, I really dig this. It, like it, it, you know, I think it, it threatens XG even. Um, Ooh, interesting. For their, their 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 slice. I mean, like you but can play I, both groups, of course, but like of course, you know. yeah. I I would okay. It I feel like they're they're it's hard to compare them because especially with this song where like every member of Young Posse gets a rap verse, it really feels like they're trying to carve this lane that we really haven't seen in K-pop where. You have like what BTS tried to do originally was like have a hip hop rap forward group that is not just doing it as an addition to everything else, but actually taking it seriously and making it the forefront of like their sound and their talent mm. that I don't know, make, make, makes and this song so much more interesting that this is what they've come out with after Macaroni and Cheese. This is a better song than Macaroni and Cheese. Macaroni and Cheese was, was good, but this, this song is like way better. Yeah. This song is lit, fam. Like, I, I don't know. I, Elder Millennial young, trying to be... Young Posse, Young Posse up, Daybok. <laughs> Definitely Daybok. Yeah, Day to the Bok. Day to the Bok. Okay. Uh, are you guys Daybok or not on 10's performance? Daybok. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. Just have to say 10. Just 10 Daybok. 10 is Daybok. She was fast on the draw there. <laughs> I haven't, haven't even listened to the album. Don't need to. No, it's Daybok. Fair enough. Jason, what do you think? No, I liked it too. <laughs> it, it, um, the, the, it has some slow, nice R&B-ish sounds in, in, mm-hmm. in, in, in the video. It, um, I like the dancing a lot in, in the video. Really cool. So yeah, um, yeah I, I go with Daybok as well. Um, here we go. Yeah. I, you know, truthfully, I wasn't even thinking about the music too much when I was looking at these, uh, both the performance film and the, and the track video. I was thinking more yeah. about like, the dancing and the concept. Mm. Like, this mm-hmm. is like, oh man, this guy's threatening like uh, Lee Tae Min, you know, for, for dancing chops here. <laughs> um, and uh, I, yeah, I think it's very Daybok. It's just very sensual, very um, sexy, sultry. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, English forward, which is a, a lane that Tae Min isn't in. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate to hold that against him, uh, hold that against Tae Min, but yeah, it definitely helps 10 here. Uh, you, you know what I really want to see, y'all? Like, I want to see, like, when people cover this song, mm-hmm. they can't just be, like, one member. No, you've got to have, like, all these, like, female, like, you know, a dozen, like, female backup dancers with you. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. not backup, you know, dancers with you. Because, like, they dance together, you know? So, like, you know, you've got to have that effect for to pull this choreography really off. You, you kind of need a bigger group to do it all together. And that would be sexy. That'd be fun. Okay, so we're all Daybok on it. Okay. Um, are you guys Daybok or not on La Lisa uh, la opening her la company La Lao? <laughs> sorry, man. <laughs> <Wow>. Sorry. <laughs> but, so she, she opened her own management company, LL. 
O-U-D or a little loud mm-hmm. is, is, I'm guessing how you pronounce it. No, it's Daybok. It's Daybok. Like, yeah. I, I, I always support artists that do their own ventures after being in K-pop for a while, right? So, because um, now it gives a lot more balance to Blackpink, right? So YG signed Blackpink, I believe the only group activities, right? Yes. But yeah. but individual activities, all theirs, right? So like, yeah. um, I think Jenny made her um, her own company as well. So having each individual member now control their own fate that's outside the group activities, I think it's great. It sets them up independently. I'm all for it. Daybok. I'm I'm just Daybok on the name. You know, I, I just want to get to see like La, Lisa, La Loud. Like I just want it to be like dropped into like everything coming out of her solo efforts. I just want to see like the La or La. Um, you you wanted to add everything. the La into her name, like La Lisa. Well, that is her name. No, no, it is. But like, but but like, you just want to put the L A in front of everything. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty funny. in front of things that like <laughs> it doesn't even make sense to add it in front of. Like, I I just want that to happen. Like, I'm manifesting that. Like La Kimchi or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it, it's better now because it's it's uh, La Lisa La, La Kimchi, you know, or La, La Lisa La, La Soju. Hey, I'll buy it. <laughs> yeah, the only one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's got buying power to her name and brand. She needs to capitalize on it. Okay, so we're all day back on that. Uh, are you guys day back or not on... Or Michaela, do you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, so An Hyo Sup, the actor uh, and mm. former JYP trainee, uh, was, has officially filed a lawsuit against former trainee Han So-hee uh, for defamation and uh, a lot of other things for these... Uh, chats that she had shared of of basically talking about sex and other things uh oh man yeah i i, and, I saw this on neighbor yeah yeah and so for, for if you've been following k-pop for the past five years you've probably heard of trainee han so he who was very tied to a lot of the past scandals involving people like top and mm. one hole from monster x and bi because of their ties and drug allegations and things like that. So her, I, I'll I'll be, I'll be straight up. I hope she goes to jail. Like I hope this sticks because she has been a menace in the the scene for too long. Mm, Yeah. So I think she was also involved in the burning sun scandal, I think. Right. Yeah. um, But I I had, I didn't have time to check up on what was actually. yeah, I, I, I'm just I'm shooting there, right? So, um, mm-hmm. but but like the other ones that you I, mentioned, I believe too. it. You I believe it? it with everything that she's done. So, so from reading from what, um, how do I say it? like um, K- Korean websites? So at first she was known as like a whistleblower, like oh, you know, she's exposing like the evils, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but then I think somewhere along the line, because I, I don't keep up with her, right? Is that mm-hmm. she started just like ratting out people, like 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 you said, like um, showing like you know private text messages. It's like, dude, that's. It, that's pretty bad, right? And mm-hmm. um, defamation is a huge thing in Korea, right? So how do I explain this? So even if you say something 100% true, right? A company can still sue you for defamation, right? So so mm-hmm. so I think with, um, is it Han So Hee, right? She's- Yes. Like she's just posting like private messages and and it hits like, you know, like these this actor's- um you know, how do I say marketability, right? In, in his image, his, his character, right? So, I, you know, if, if that, 
if, and if she has a track record, which she does, of, of exposing or quote unquote exposing, but like leaking out private conversations w- w- with celebrities, mm-hmm. just the fame them, then I I am totally is it Daybok like like Daybok in justice being done get, getting hit with a lawsuit right yeah yeah, yeah that's what I'm Daybokking okay Daybok okay, I was like is it Daybok the yeah. law coming down on her yeah well I don't know how to Daybok or not that one you you guys tell me how which of my <laughs> tell, you, tell you how to feel Peter. yeah tell me how to feel it's, on this it's one. up to you um yeah, I don't know yeah like man these text messages though I'm just reading them oof yeah I think if you're if you're a not on this, um, ugh, how, how do I even? I don't. I just, you do, um, it would only be for like what what you mentioned, Jason. Like her being this force for women speaking out about right. possibly trash men. But Daybok and the fact that if especially if a lot of the stuff that she is doing isn't true or at least not. Uh, in ways that should harm a person's reputation, right. I think it's a debak. So, so even looking at the link that you you click, um, you sent, you know, for this mm-hmm. for this article, right? Where I'm looking at the text messages between um, actor um, An Hyo Sop and Han So Hee, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's very like, how do I say? Like the cultural nuance is that Han So Hee is speaking to her at first, like very politely, right? But, mm-hmm. but then Han So Hee's kind of forceful. And then yeah. I don't know how much cursing you can say on the show or how explicit you get. But uh, she was, we, 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 we mark each episode as explicit, so go ahead. Okay, so she's she basically was like, hey, do you want to have sex with me? Right? Yeah. Han So-hee, and she's like, he's like, what? Right? He's like, what? And then, and then later he's like, Han So-hee was like, why are you, you, you switched, how do I say, you switched a flip. You switched, you basically switched 180 to like being like normal to like being kind of scary or like mm-hmm. threatening kind of. I, I just reading this message, like how does it how does it translate here? Oh, interesting. That's the translation that they say. Okay, yeah, it's basically the same thing, right? So, yikes. Yeah, she's. I don't know, but just even the tone of her of her formality is not even there, and I take that very seriously. Yeah, that's, that's but good. He'll is pretty professional until he's like, dude, who is this lady, man? So I hope his yeah. his reputation doesn't get hit because that Korea, oof. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's tough. It's it's tough. It's tough to maintain a career when your image gets hit. As you guys know, as as, as huge like K-pop connoisseurs, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, honestly. I'm yeah, no worries, saying. no worries. I, I'm. I was just kind of shocked, and, and I saw this a couple of days ago. That's why I guess I can yeah. comment. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do whatever Michaela tells me to do. So, what, what, <laughs> Michaela, what am I Daybok or not? It's Daybok, Peter. Oh, it's Daybok then. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I, I wanted to add this next item in. I just got an alert on my phone. Okay. And I figured we need to add it. So, La Lisa La Joins. <laughs> La Lisa. Oh, wow. You really are adding La Lisa. Uh, La White Lotus. Uh, La Season 3. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like, I'm optimistic for this one because, like, unlike. Um, uh, Band the Idol. Jenny, yeah, like, yeah. joining the just a misogynistic show that it pretended to try to say more feminist smart things it was just misogynistic all around. Yeah. Um, White Lotus is actually a, kind of a brilliant show. I really like mm-hmm. the, the first two seasons of White Lotus. So I, I very debak on uh, La Lisa during last season three of uh, White Lotus. <laughs> <Season three. laughs> 
I think I have to take Peter's um, how do I st- stance of the last topic we talked about. I, I did, I'm just reading the article now, so I have no clue what's going on. Yeah, this on. is like fresh off the press. Okay, so I have no opinion. So one of you guys can tell me if it's Daybok or not. Yeah, it's Daybok. Okay. Oh, it's, I, it's, it's Law Daybok. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> I'm going to say it's Lanat. <laughs> it, because I feel like what we're imagining her character to be is probably not going to be what it's going to be ending up as. Oh, because mm-hmm. she's like, not, yes, it's cool. She's not yeah. going to be a major character, right? Like, just yeah, given, like yeah. I'm, I'm still not for the fact that I, I, I don't think it's going to be a great character, even though I want it to be. And you like, think I it might be to like a, a tokenized massage? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm expecting. Like My bar is like very thing. low. Because mm-hmm. she's Lalisa, she doesn't need to be in White Lotus, but she's she's choosing to be for her career. Though I don't think it's going to be a great first project for her, at least in as far as like an acting in a, a Western TV show. But of all shows, you know, White Lotus is a oh yeah, good it's a one. it's a like, great the yeah great show. I'm gonna be watching, no matter. Oh what. yeah, I will. I will be tuned as well to to, to see popcorn in hand with paprika. <laughs> Oh, yeah. People don't know. We, we before this episode, I, I started making some popcorn, and I was telling Mikhail how seasoning it, and I put some paprika in, Ooh. which my kids don't like because it has flavor. It's like, ah, oh, Dad, this has flavor. Ugh. Carson, why? Oh, but your kids only eat popcorn like if it's I guess plain or with butter. Or? Well, I, I don't know. I think it's just their way of saying like things that are spicy have flavor and and, oh. and whatnot. So like, ah, okay. oh, Dad, there's flavor in this. <laughs> Anyway, um, okay. I think that wraps, that wraps it up for this episode. <laughs> Wait, are we are going to do these last two items on here or no? Um, we could. It depends up to you. Oh, let's do it like super fast. Okay, are you guys okay. back or not on A8 Rising, Nancy Not Girl, Moonrise, Gal Honoring, Jackson Wang, and Nikki Amore? Daywalk, I feel like I, I manifested it on my Ash when I was talking with Ashley about Jackson's performing recently. And I'm hoping it, it it's going to be the first performance after we get the part two of his album. Uh, I'm definitely Daybok. Anything that supports um, Asian Americans or, well, I know Jackson Wong is an Asian American, right? But like Asians in America, I'm all for Asians in entertainment and in America, yeah. In America, yeah, sure you go. Yeah, so I'm I'm Daybok. Yeah, same. Even though 88 Rising didn't do um, Changha well. But yeah, I'm I'm still Daybok on on the the spirit of 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 the gala. Okay, are you guys Daybok or not on Yoon, President Yoon pardoning figures who spied on civil families Oof. and created a blacklist a, of left-leading cultural figures? This is really heated, actually. This could get heated. <laughs> from from a international American fan, oh, this is a say hard... All the things that like make all the international fans angry with us. Like, let, let's go. <laughs> this is a hard not for me. The The fact that these people are being pardoned for destroying people's careers. Mm-hmm. What it, it's like uh for an analogy, it's like it's like uh pardoning everyone on, on January sixth, right? Like Oh oh um. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um whenever you're finished, Michaela, first real quick. No, before. no, go ahead, Jason. All so, yours. so I was reading a bit into this too. And, and um, Yoon is the president, right? So, uh, um, yeah. so Yoon is the president, and 
I believe he's, um, I'm not too familiar with Korean politics because it's really confusing, but he, I believe mm-hmm. he's conservative, right? And yeah, conservative. it's especially more conservative yeah. than the last president. Yeah. So what ended up happening was that he, I, he um, pardoned two people named, surnamed Kim that, that were, um, that, that were part of the, the Sewol thing, right? And mm-hmm. when he, when he first got into office, right, he, he was actually convicting a lot of the people in the Sewol family, you know, that were in charge or had jurisdiction of the Sewol incident, right? That were conservative. And a lot of the people on the left side, I, be, I, I guess I'll speak from the, the left side, were like applauding him saying like, hey, that's cool that you can call out your own party if they did something wrong, which in this case mm-hmm. is the Sewol incident and not Yeah, the Sewol part it. of it. Right. So now we come up to, the, you know, this year where he's pardoning a lot of these figures, right? And, and it's like, to, for him, what a lot of Koreans are thinking is like, okay, well, he wants to be reelected or he, not reelected, but like, because he can't get, um, he wants to like um, gain favor with them for future businesses, right? Like, like these people, these, these powerful politicians that were once in jail or punished, right? So if I pardon these people, then they'll hook me up later, right? Mm. So, so, so a lot of Koreans are like, oh, well, you're just trying to get future favor or curry from them, right? So that's why you're yeah. pardoning them. But you used to like call out people on your own party as well, regardless, because they, they committed a big crime, right? So a lot of Koreans are like, this is corruption, this is horrible, right? And yeah. um, and it, it goes back to um the uh, the president Park Geun-hye, Park Geun-hye, back when um the civil incident Oof. happened, right? Yeah, and she got pardoned, right? And a lot of Koreans didn't like that either, mm-hmm. because it was like, dude, you you it, it must be nice to be the daughter of of uh, Park Chung Hee, which is her dad, right? Um, yeah, which is the president in the sixties and seventies, and, and and like just get off from the, the biggest natural disaster. I mean, not natural, but the biggest um. How do we say like, like like disaster like like yeah. vehicle disaster that happened mm-hmm. in Korean history? So uh, I guess I'm not Daybok or no on this because it feels pretty slimy. Like like yeah, like, the, like, the, the same the same for for people who who don't know was a, a a ferry that was traveling. I forget exactly which which bay it was in was carrying hundreds of teenagers uh, who were who were just on a school trip. Ended up capsizing, and a majority of the children lost their lives. Right, right, and yeah, it's really unfortunate, right? I, I, I believe it happened in twenty fourteen. I believe, yeah, and, and it's really unfortunate that I, I guess a lot of these people that were in charge or, or had jurisdiction over it are now being, you know, pardoned. You know, so yeah, L- lots of corruption in Korean government. <laughs> a lot. It's like, oh my god, really? We're, we're, yeah. we're barely scratching the surface. Yeah, barely scratching the surface. That's why it's like it can get heated. That's why I'm I'm, I'm trying to do like the very surface level. Yeah. And, and saying that I'm not a Korean politics and you know aficionado um at all, but that's f- from what I've read. Yeah, I, I think it's always interesting. Like um, back when we first heard about the um, SM forceful takeover, a lot of I don't know Western. Uh, K-pop fans thought uh, Lisa Man was kind of crazy and silly, and then like the domestic uh, Korean response was like, "You owe your allegiance to Lisa Man. Why are you doing this?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just you know interesting how these like cultural paradigms really change the lens of how you like view these issues. So right, yeah, I, I don't know enough, enough to weigh on this, but uh, certainly from reading um, this, uh, what's the name of this publication? Han, uh, Han Korea, yeah. So, Han, yeah, yeah. It's Han. Oh, yeah, Han Korea, yeah. So, um, I, I guess like in 
in the U.S. as well, right? Depending on which newspaper or like TV station, right? It, it, it I guess leans left, right, or in mm-hmm. moderate. So mm-hmm. Hong Korea is very conservative, right? Which where, wherever your take is, right? Not to get into politics, right? Yeah, so, but it's like the Wall Street Journal, sort of like editorial political leaning. I guess is, is maybe what you would say. I, I guess so. Yeah. So. So like I, I've known people, they're like, oh, I read the Hong Korea and then people, some people would eye them and I'm like, wait, why, why, why is that bad? It's like, oh, that guy's like hardcore conservative. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. Or, or whatever. Right. And, and it's like, it's like, okay, you know, but yeah. So. Well, um, which is interesting. Cause like, I mean, I guess reading the concert and I'm reading the English translation version of the article, but like mm. reading this, like uh, I, I do not <laughs> have a positive look on this. Sure, sure, uh, yeah, and yeah, it's like that, very that's fascist, why. like you know, behavior. Honestly, so for sure, for sure, yeah, it, it really depends. Um, yeah, Korean polit- like where, where you get your sources from in Korea it, for Korean media. So Korean media is very, it's it's it's, it's crazy. It's like similar to the U.S. but different. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not on uh, on just <laughs> everything going on here. And you know, it's like you know, you, you discover like a rat or a mouse in your in your building, and then you find out like, well, just because you see one, there's like ten more, you know, hiding. Mm. I feel like there, there's like a lot we don't know about. This is just the one that got covered. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, Michaela, I assume you're not. Yes, I I am a not on all of this. Okay. That's it for the episode. We made it to the end. <laughs> ending, um, ending our Valentine's Day love episode on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff to get us uh, more angry uh, listener comments. <laughs> I apologize. No, no, no. No, I, Jason, I, I, I you, everything like, was great. Yeah, yeah. I like. I think we've said it before. Like We are all willing to change our minds on things. Uh, you know, I'm come what may, right? Like in light of like new arguments, evidence, right? Like, you know, that's true. That's true. It's not like I'm going to hold my position one way and like double down on it no matter what. Like I view that as being intellectually immature, but like, uh, so yeah, I, I, I guess in everything that we've said on this episode and in other episodes and everything on this podcast, um, I just asked for permission to change my mind later. Um, Mm. no, that I'm just not, doesn't mean I have to always feel one way just because I said it one time. But anyway, wrapping up, <laughs> let our listeners know where they can find you on socials and promote whatever you got. So, Jason. Yeah, yeah so I just want to say thank you, too, for having me on the oh, podcast. Oh, come on it's back a, anytime, Jason. It, I, no, I it's love an honor. It's like a, all this like, Korean... It's like, honor. Um, it's a law honor. <laughs> law honor? <laughs> Lalisa, right? Law honor, right? To, to be oh, here. That, the highest uh, <laughs> form of honor and praise. You just add LA, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess the only thing I, I will promote is my YouTube channel, um, which is uh, Popsori. And it's for um, the audience is aimed towards intellectuals, right? That want to oh, learn. Intellectuals, okay. Intellectuals that want to learn about the business side, the, the trends, and the history of K pop from a person that worked in the industry for 11 years and is still doing it today in the US. So if you guys like intellectual K pop stuff, hope to see you there. K-pop as an intellectual. Yeah, K-pop as an intellectual. Peter? I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. Come to my gigs if you're in the Bay Area. Check out the Bay Area K-pop census, by the way. I've just published that recently. So, yeah, DJ Peter Lowe. And I'm at Michaela JKpop on all things, but you could also tweet or find all of us at the K-pop cast. 
Wait, wait, wait. Do, okay. do we even want to plug that? Because we're not active on those things. Should we just say, like, join us in the Slack? Oh, right, yeah, wait. yeah. Especially if you disagree. And then, like, see the other listeners call you out in your shit when you, when you say something that's, like, nonsensical. I'm sorry. But, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the Slack. We, we've got a link to the Slack in, in the uh, episode description, so you can click on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.